0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a fun-filled episode of Spectrum Podcast. Though this one probably won't have as much fun as a normal podcast. Uh, joining with me is my buddy, Scott. Scott, how you doing?
1: Hello. I'm actually alive. The past few times, I haven't been able to reach spectator mode because I've been kind of on my deathbed. Yeah, Scott wasn't <laughs>
0: doing so. But he's back. And I'm glad he's doing well. Um, and I'm going to need a voice or reason here to talk to me about what's going on. So if you haven't been paying attention, and I'm pretty sure you have, Microsoft has been trying to acquire uh, Activision, Blizzard, and King, which is called the ABK, and they've been going back and forth for a bunch of regulatory committees and whatnot. And today, they were dealt a major blow as the UK CMA or the um, Competition Authority, what is, what is the fore acronym of that? Co- Competition and markets Authority, excuse me, decided yes. they were going to block the Microsoft deal. Now, of course, this had a lot of people on both ends of the spectrum. The PlayStation fans being happy because it got blocked. I don't understand why. Xbox fans being sad because it got blocked. Um, and I don't think neither side really understands how this affects everything. So I really want to talk about the block and then what it could do later on if it does eventually kill this $69 billion acquisition of the companies. Um so today, they followed up, they denied the, their portion, and they put a tweet out saying, We prevented Microsoft from purchasing Activision over concerns to deal with damage competition and the cloud gaming market, leading to a less innovation and choice for UK gamers. And if you've been following this, nothing in there says anything about PlayStation or Jim Ryan or anything of that nature it simply said they blocked the deal because of damage it might do to the cloud gaming market. Now Scott is fairly technical and he knows a lot about cloud gaming. Scott, can you break this down to me in your own words,
1: how this sounds? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure why they wanted to do it as this way, because cloud gaming right now is still a very, very early on market in the console gaming space. And in, most sense, Microsoft does have majority share, but that's mainly because they're like the only one that's in the cloud gaming market because there's no really any other cloud gaming ones except for, you say, like Boosteroid or even NVIDIA with their GeForce. But even then, those issues come to the sense that those are also hosted on a lot of Microsoft Windows Azure servers. So the weird thing about this too is because they're hosted on Microsoft... Owned applications, they are also seen not necessarily even as competitors in their own market, which is a weird issue because a lot of the cloud gaming doesn't really have a market yet. Even xCloud isn't, is still in what is known as like a beta. Yeah, because cloud is, gaming yeah. is still so new, there's still not a lot into the cloud gaming market. No. Ironically, the biggest one that was housed not on a Microsoft server used to be Google Stadia because they used to do <laughs> Android servers because they're big fans of Android stuff. And what happened to them? Uh, they didn't last long. <laughs> they didn't so, get a lot of traction. So for those
0: who aren't in the know about the cloud gaming services that are out there, the most prominent ones right now are Microsoft's, uh, NVIDIA's, um, PlayStation's, um, Shadow, which is a PC gaming cloud, cloud gaming service which uses windows i believe uh luna for amazon which you heard a lot about before and then it just kind of showed off
1: yeah Um, luna's not no longer nearly as big as it was when it first got seen i mean there's a couple
0: other ones out there but they're very very small and they're pc
1: gaming cloud services yeah that's that so it's it's a, the weirdest kind of like complaint they have because this is like a complaint that Microsoft doesn't necessarily have any way to have concessions for because the market of cloud gaming is still so brand new and Microsoft is probably the only one that has too much, has that big of a foot in the door because of how much traction they have with their Azure servers in the cloud. They're the most reliable currently because of just how much cloud coverage they have not even in the gaming sphere
0: now i want i want to have this known for people that are like okay microsoft is
1: taking everything
0: playstation uses azure
1: servers yes they ironically had azure servers using cloud gaming before microsoft did
0: so that's ironic so going back to the cma a couple of things that they were complaining about was basically um this deal did not cover different cloud gaming services or, or, or excuse me, business models, including multi-game subscription services. Um, we'll get back to that in a moment. It did not provide a way for other providers who may want to offer versions of games on PC operating systems other than Windows. Okay, that's has got to stop by. right there. <laughs> the majority of the PC gaming market is on Windows. Yes. That is a Microsoft developed and published operating system has been for years. There is really no other operating system out there with the exception of your Linux Unix flavors that don't run. I'm a arbitrary number out there. 5% of the market of games out there. It's just a thing. It, that's not Microsoft's fault that they made it an OS and people decided, Hey, we're going to make games for windows.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really annoying with that aspect too, because We don't have a lot of support for like Linux based OS or for like Mac based OS, and that's not even that's not Microsoft's fault. That's the fault of the like the third party support of just they don't have an install base that's big enough for them to really justify having that kind of help. I mean,
0: we've even had developers go back and say they'd rather develop for Windows,
1: you know, and it's not just for games.
0: Even for GPUs, a couple years ago there was a big. A scenario that nvidia was like look we like making our drivers for for windows and uh good luck with that for linux and <laughs> it was a big thing and people got really upset and i don't know where that landed up i don't know if nvidia's drivers have gotten better linux if they even exist i don't know i don't game on linux other than my steam deck I'm just trying to understand the writing of this um so basically again yeah it's basically they're trying to protect the uk market And basically said Microsoft owns pretty much all cloud gaming. But here's the thing. They don't. We literally just said, okay, there is Xbox Game Pass. Okay, that's fine. Um, But there's also Shadow, which is using Windows servers. That's not Microsoft's fault. There's Azure servers that are being used by PlayStation. That's not Microsoft's fault. I mean, like like Scott said, the, the cloud gaming market is in its infancy. It's so... The fact that we've only got like four or five major players in this market, and I wouldn't even call one of them major, is not the fault of Microsoft. You know, uh-uh. if you put out an OS that everybody uses, that's the thing. People are going to use it. That's not my fault. It's just like I work in IT, and most people like using Dell's PowerEdge servers because they're reliable. Is that Dell's fault that they make a good product that everybody wants to use? It doesn't make any sense. They blocked the deal because of cloud gaming, which isn't any part of this deal. It wasn't what PlayStation was complaining about. It wasn't what Nintendo was complaining about. It's just they just t- decided to go, oh, by the way, cloud gaming. Hmm, Microsoft is pretty much the, m- the main market in this. Hmm. Uh, we're
1: going to deny this because <laughs> of cloud gaming. I think the irony in this, too, is uh, Activision Blizzard was like doesn't necessarily themselves have a lot of faith in subscription-based services or in the cloud-based services So they never put any of their games on cloud-based services or subscription-based services. They just didn't trust it because most of their sales were in software sales.
0: So as you can imagine, Microsoft and Blizzard, ABK, are not happy. Uh, Microsoft President Brad Smith came out and said that we remain fully committed to its acquisition and we will appeal. I've read a lot about this. And when usually when the CMA denies something, it's usually a done deal. But everybody's saying, hey, you know, might as well try. What's the worst that's going to happen? They say no again. (laughs) They say
1: no again, yeah. They already said no
0: once. And this is the funny thing. So this 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 is the thing that really doesn't make any sense. But we've already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard games available on more than 150 million more devices, including Nintendo. And they did. They pretty much said, hey, if this deal goes through, we will put games on Nintendo. It's like they're not trying to be a monopoly. They literally said, hey, we will put games on other platforms. We told PlayStation we would not take our games off of, of PlayStation. And then, of course, Activision Blizzard jumped in because their, their stocks just <laughs> bottomed <them> out. <laughs> their went, stocks just, are very
1: just, important to them. <laughs>
0: they came out and said, we will, we will support Microsoft. Today, the competition, the markets authority, decided not to approve our merger of Microsoft. This isn't news we wanted, but it is far from the final word in this deal. Longer Microsoft, we can and will contest this decision. Of course, you know, this can take up to three years. Yeah, it
1: can take a bit. And th- there's a lot of weird ideas people are getting where they want to basically have Microsoft set up a like Microsoft UK thing to be like a weird supersede, to be able to supersede not necessarily CMA ruling, but to be able to operate uh, Activision Blizzard stuff, but not under Microsoft, but under a different UK Microsoft like shell company, which Blizzard did try to do that in like China for and that a while. Didn't work out well. That did not work out that well. No.
0: And what happened at the end? Blizzard uh, like, we're done. Now we're they're getting
1: stuff. sued by their old shell companies.
0: <laughs> you know, if I was Microsoft, Off, I would look at this and go, "Okay, since you want to protect the UK market, how about this? We will not bring any Xbox Game Cloud over to the UK market." And then when your people get mad and say, "How come we don't have, you know, cloud gaming over here?" We can go, well, your regulatory company's committee said not to bring it over here. So we chose not to bring it over there. I mean, that's the easiest out. I understand Microsoft wants to provide everybody with access to the games, which I applaud. But there are some battles that you just can't win. I see this one this one as a battle they can't win. I would just pull it out completely. You don't want us to have it over there? Fine. We won't do it. If you want to protect the interests of your market, then you don't need it over there.
1: Yeah, honestly, I I wouldn't blame them for that either. Just because we already know that uh, Microsoft doesn't have a big foothold even in the UK. They have a very small presence in the already small presence of the gaming community there. So I don't know if it'll affect too much. I mean, obviously, you're going to have a lot of people who won't be very happy if they continuously don't give out, like, say, Activision Blizzard games. Because even though Microsoft may not be popular they still have popular titles that are in the UK. And I also wonder, you
0: know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If the deal gets blocked, say CMA has blocked it, and then the other UK market decides, I forget what's the other one, they decide yeah. to block it, then yeah. the deal is pretty much dead. But if it goes forth and they don't block it, then the deal goes through. But say it gets blocked, what do you think Activision will do? I mean, they've already seen the shenanigans PlayStation been doing, and they weren't happy about that. It's like, okay, fine, the deal didn't go through, but guess what? We're not putting anything out on PlayStation at all.
1: I doubt they'll do that. Or the backroom deals I don't that we think gave they'll you. be doing the backroom deals. Yeah. I don't think they'll be doing the like exclusive DLC for a year like they have been doing before.
0: And they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. I mean, honest, I never liked that in the first place. I never yeah. liked that. They had a PlayStation access to something that people on the PC... Or Xbox didn't have for a year, if ever, and I don't think that any platform should have that kind of exclusivity I don't like yeah i don't I don't
1: like that kind of parody either. I don't like when we have, say, Marvel Avengers where PlayStation has a character that none of the other characters have, so it's just kind of like weird because it also means development teams may not give the most attention to that version itself, which means some support could just go by off the wayside. So it's like, OK, so maybe PlayStation has the best parody version of this game, but that's only because the developers only care about this version of the game and not the other version. So it's not necessarily about one running better. It's about developers giving one more attention than the others.
0: So getting back to this deal, if the deal does not go through, Microsoft has to go and pay Activision Blizzard King, ABK, was $3 billion, pretty yeah. much a. uh well, sorry it didn't happen. Here's sorry didn't it didn't go through. <laughs> yeah. The, the, here you go for your for your troubles. And, and we go from there. But the downside to that is also is we don't see a possible reform of Activision Blizzard, which no, everybody
1: wants. Kotick will still be over everything.
0: Yep. And we'll still hear about the harassments and all that fun stuff that everybody really wants. Everybody wants Phil Spencer to come in and clean house. Everybody's been talking about that for months. Please come in and fix this. Yes. And it's just like, you know, the UK, the CMA has not been paying attention to anything. Again, wrapping around to the fact that they said cloud gaming, not about a monopoly, not because PlayStation wouldn't get games. It's because of cloud
1: gaming. Yeah, it's wonky because even in their like most of their details of the case, they did talk about how console competition wouldn't be negatively affected. So it's weird that they decided to put their fist into the cloud gaming sphere, as a, this will be affected. Because sure, it could be affected, but there's so much unknowing and uncertainty when it comes to the cloud gaming like community that it's just that there's no way of knowing one way or the other if it was going to hurt or not. And odds are, Activision Blizzard probably won't go to nearly as many cloud-based services without Microsoft trying to push them on other cloud-based services because they don't care. <laughs> Yeah. And they they've no they've mentioned how much how much they don't like, like subscription services, how much they don't like cloud gaming services. So that, that that's just like it's not gonna help the cloud gaming service because Activision Blizzard's not gonna put their games on the cloud either way.
0: I don't want to say it's dead at the same time. I don't want I don't also see it possibly going through as smoothly as Microsoft and ABK wants. Uh at the end of the day, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't yeah. affect you. It doesn't. It doesn't affect most gamers, and no. that's the thing that people don't understand. <laughs> you know, I, I look at Twitter and I see all these people going, "Yeah, it's dead." Yeah, and I'm like, "But it doesn't affect you." They already said you're going to get the games regardless. How does that bother you?
1: It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense of how many people have basically made their life mento to basically be for or against this. When, yeah, very few people are going to see this actually do anything for them.
0: I I uh, hope the best for Microsoft and uh, ABK. I, I hope that it will go through for you guys. And if it doesn't, well, you know darn well that they're going to try something else again. Or maybe they'll just try and buy IPs. I think the, the big thing is you're trying to buy a publisher. You already got one publisher. Yeah. So they're probably looking at, well, maybe you don't need another publisher. But if that was the case, you should have came out and said that instead of blaming uh, cloud gaming. Absolutely. That's just ridiculous. Um, I also want to talk about something real quick because I know you're following it, and I've been following it as well. And that's the uh, PC handheld, PC mobile market. Um, you know, yes. Steam Deck, <laughs> and also now uh, Asus has their upcoming Rog Ally coming out.
1: Yes, I'm excited for that.
0: So you're excited <laughs> for, that. and I just saw a tweet. I might have just passed it. Um, there was a rumor. Can rumors? I don't like talking about rumors, <laughs> but. There was one saying that the, the I was going to call it a console. It's not. to call it a console, right? The console well. is coming out at six hundred and ninety nine dollars. Okay. So that's the, the most expensive. Most expensive Steam Deck is what five ninety nine. Yes. So hundred dollars more than the most expensive Steam Deck.
1: It does make me wonder because there should be two different SKUs for the Rog Ally because they have two different GPU chips. So I wonder if that's going to be their minimum or if that's going to be like a like a maximum. I'm guessing it's going to be the minimum looking at the specs. Well, they did come out and say
0: that this thing is going to be less than a thousand dollars. And of course we were talking about it in our, in our discord. And I was like, well, $999 is not a thousand dollars. So it could be under a thousand dollars. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Companies come out and they tease people and they, they give them promises of great stuff, but then they play out the hardware or the price. Don't do that. Say I'm average Joe and I like gaming and I like this device. Now, this device is five months away from now. Tell me how much it is so I can save up my money so I can buy this. Yes. Versus making me think, well, it's gonna be cheap. It's gonna be cheap. Oh, haha, it's not cheap. <laughs> of, course, of course, the other way of looking at it is you should start saving your money anyway. Well, right, but how much do I need to save? Do I need to save $20 every paycheck? Do I need to say $50 every paycheck? You know, which one is If I know how much it costs, I know
1: how to plan out this. Yeah, ho- hopefully it gives us a good budgeting. I mean, we will get a, supposedly, we'll get a price as well as a spec sheet once May 11th hits. That's when I guess their full on previews and everything goes out. Yeah. So I am interested to see what they're going to announce, but I have seen people discussing the the rumored leak that it will be around 600, but I still wonder is that the be- is that the basic one because there's going to be two SKUs, there's two different GPU chips they talk about. So So, so which ones are those? So both of them are AMD Ryzen's. One right. is like a one and then one's one, one X one is for like a initial one, which I think is when they already use in like the laptops. And then they have the one X, which is going to be one specifically made for the ROG ally. And that's going to be a giant boost to basically most gaming. So it's going to be a full on focused gaming handheld.
0: It's interesting. I keep looking at these articles. Like I'm looking at one right now from Tom's guys. They're like, hands-on Steam Deck in trouble. And people don't realize what the Steam Deck is. People yes. should be thinking the Steam Deck. Yes, we had devices like this in the past, but they were expensive. They were hard to get a hold of. The Steam Deck came out and basically was like, look, you can do this for a much cheaper price, and
1: it works. Now everybody's going gaga over this. <laughs> like, I'm excited to see what the Rog ally has to offer, but I'm also worried with it being also i mean it's going to be a windows 11 device so it's yeah. going to be compatible with pretty much everything which is something steam deck isn't compatible with right like we just talked about <laughs> but the specs are i nice. hope that this doesn't change the shift though because the steam deck isn't just for gaming it's focused is gaming but it does a lot other stuff too with it having its own desktop being able to process things from your PC to your computer, it works as like its own Steam uh, link too. So it's interesting because we get a lot of things from just the Steam Deck that's not just focused in gaming, but its focus is still primarily gaming.
0: <laughs> and it's also going to be interesting how this goes up against the uh, the other ones. Um, what is it the GDP Win Four and the uh, Aya Neo Twos like the the
1: Geek? Yeah, the emulation stations, basically. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it performs because most of those are based off of like Android OS's, and that makes it so they run like lesser mobile versions of games, but it still runs pretty well because they're meant like most of those applications are meant to run on like tablets and stuff. So it's just like a more powerhouse tablet. And then this is supposed to be. Everything in a Windows 11 device, which is interesting because that means it re- it's going to require a lot of processing for its GPU power too, because it's going to be a Windows 11 device. The thing that Steam Deck could get, get away with by using less processing power is because it being a Linux OS based device.
0: I'm also worried about other things such as touch screen support.
1: My biggest issue is I'll probably not like not having a little mouse pad. <laughs> The Steam Deck mouse pad is so nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, there's a couple things I'm just, I'm glad to see new players in the market. I just, I don't know. It, it just feels like a, we're going to jump on the
1: train as well. Which I'm kind of happy AC is, is because apparently they've been doing this kind of handheld work in the background for years now. Ever since, I guess, the Vita, they've been trying to make their own kind of gaming handheld. But ever since, like, the Vita died, they stopped carrying. And then the Steam Deck reinvigorated their desire to get into the handheld market. Hopefully, that means that it's going to be good because they've been spending so many years trying to perfect their craft. Or it could just mean since they didn't actually have one under their belt, it could just be like a prototype.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting. Again, it's <laughs> what, May? When is that? When is that? May 11th
1: is when we get all the
0: final details. Well, I'll be watching that for sure because, you know, I, I kind of want one, but I kind of don't want one. I kind of want one to test it out, see how it works. Kind of don't want one because it's going
1: to be expensive no matter how you talk
0: about it. $600, $700, it's still expensive.
1: It, it's going to be expensive. It has to be if with its spec sheet, base, of what we know of its spec sheet, I should say. We don't know anything concrete as much as we got from the previews.
0: And I've been watching, how many of those
1: previews have you watched so far? Probably three. I've watched three main ones. I, know, I think uh, I like. I still think Linus Tech Tips the yeah. best.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was watching that. Uh, Dave 2D. I watched that one as well. Uh, so it's yeah, it's, it's gonna be interesting when it comes out. Um, May 11, guys. We'll find out more about the Rog Ally, and hopefully it does well, and uh, hopefully it doesn't cost nine hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> for the for the the premium version of the device. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't is, break. If the it deck. does well, I can sell my Steam Deck because I rarely use it. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm a graphics whore and some of these games to be chugging along and I'm like, oh man, come
1: on. Yeah. I've been mainly just playing uh older games on the Steam Deck.
0: All right, folks. Well, thanks for checking out this episode of Spectrum Podcast. Scott, thanks for jumping on last moment to talk about me, about this CMA stuff. Um, it's it's highly frustrating to see how markets talk about things or people who run these markets or these committees talk about these things and they don't know what they're talking about. It, it kind of reminds me of the United States and uh, TikTok. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> we can let Facebook do it, but you know we can't let TikTok do it. That's bad. As always, you can find Spectre Mode on Amazon Podcast, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and if you see us, listen to us over Apple Podcasts. Be sure to uh, leave a rating and a review. It does great things for us. Um, You can also find us on Spotify, Buzzsprout, and where else you can find great gaming podcasts. Also check out our great work over at theoutofhaven.net. Got a lot of geek culture and gaming stuff there that you're going to love. So from Scott and from myself, thanks for checking out this episode and we will talk to you later.